the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ah, they don't get any slimier than the Cuomo brothers. Have you heard about Andy? New York Attorney General Letitia James unleashed the slime today. And here's the quote. This is a sad day for New York because independent investigators have concluded that Governor Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so broke the law. Now, keep in mind that Letitia has talked about running for governor herself, just as a little perspective here. But here's just one little excerpt from the report. Quote, Virginia Lamatus wore a shirt that had the name of an energy company written across her chest. Cuomo ran two fingers across her, across her chest, pressing down on each of the letters as he did so, and reading out the name of the energy company as he went. The governor then leaned in with his face close to Ms. Lamatus's cheek and said, I'm going to say I see a spider on your shoulder before br- brushing his hand in the area between her shoulder and breast and below her collarbone. collarbone. Is that slimy enough for you? If that would have been Joe Biden, by the way, he would have uh, whispered it. But anyway, that's just one of the 11 examples. And of course, he has been denying that any of this happened all along. And he immediately went on TV today and he dismissed it all, said it's nothing. His defense apparently is going to be that he does it with everybody. That's what he said. And he had a video that showed him doing it with everybody. Not what he did with Virginia Lamatus, but, you know, kissing and hugging and all that. Of course, it'll be interesting to see now what the media is going to do with this. Uh, Imagine if this were Donald Trump. And speaking of slimy, uh, let's not forget that the big guy said uh, what he said about this a few months ago when he was asked about it by George Stephanopoulos. So let me ask you about Governor Cuomo of New York. I know you said you want the investigation to continue. If the investigation confirms the claims of the women, should he resign? Yes, I think he'd probably end up being prosecuted, too. But you, how about right now? You said you want the investigation to continue. You saw uh, Chuck Schumer, Senator Schumer, Senator Gillibrand, majority of the congressional delegation don't think he can be an effective governor right now. Can he serve well, effectively? Well, that's a judgment for them to make about their state where they can be effective. Here's my position. It's been my position since I wrote the Violence Against Women Act. A woman should be presumed to telling the truth and should not be scapegoated and become victimized by her coming forward, number one. But there should be an investigation to determine whether what she says is true. That's what's going on now. And you've been very clear. If the investigation confirms the claims, he's gone. That's what I think happens. And by the way, it may very well be that there could be a criminal prosecution that is attached to it. I just don't know. But let the investigate. And I'm not, I, I don't know what it is. But I, I start with the presumption. It takes a lot of courage for a woman to come forward. So the presumption is it should be taken seriously. And it should be investigated. And that's what's underway now. Boy, his toughest words there yet for Governor Cuomo right there. He was very direct. Yeah. yeah. Remember Tara Reid? She was actually on this show talking about what Joe Biden did to her. But anyway, I wouldn't be expecting Andy to be resigning anytime soon. He kind of likes the job, I think. And, you know, his dad had it and all that. And he might feel, you know, entitled to it. I think he does. I think he thinks he's just he belongs there and he can do anything he wants. And he, he, he's actually offended that anybody would suggest that he should be ripped out of there, which he should be. Anyway, when we come back, speaking of governors, His Excellency Tom Wolf has a transportation plan that includes. Are you ready? An eight cents per mile mileage tax for you. Republicans say it's highway robbery, and Nathan Benefield of the Commonwealth Foundation will analyze it uh, when we come back. And also in our second half hour, a woman who was an international track star talks about women, including her daughter, being forced to compete against men. Stick around.
It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof, or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwald. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows R Us offers 12 months no interest financing and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how'd you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding or roof replacement. Offer valid through 831-21. All with 12 months no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrustpittsburgh.com. That's windowsrustpittsburgh.com. So when we brought him home, we didn't realize that Bear, the rescue dog, was actually sick. He had very flaky skin. He was dropping a lot of fur. And LeVette wanted to do steroid injections, special dog food. Nothing seemed to work. So I was at a dead end. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. I've been hearing Dynavite on the radio for years. It never actually crossed my mind to try it until it finally sunk in. Oh, you're talking about hair and skin. And all right, (laughs) I'll try it. Well, it took probably six weeks, but after we started using Dynavite, no more flaky skin. He doesn't scratch and itch, and he started to put weight on. Dynavite is nutrition. I wish that we would have started the Dynavite right away. It would have been so much easier. You won't believe how happy your dog will be. Every rescue dog in America deserves Dynavite for 90 days. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Have you heard? Rodents are taking over. According to various news articles, recent COVID-19 related disruptions have caused abnormal behavior in rodents, making them become more aggressive. Don't let your home or business be invaded with a disease-carrying rodent infestation. Keep them away with Plug-in Pest Free. G'day, I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free. Using the active wiring in your home or business, Plug-in Pest Free goes to work keeping rodents and pests away the more humane way without using toxic poisons or other harsh pesticides. Just plug it in. It's that simple. Now that's fair income. Stop the infestation and order yours today at gopestfree.com and receive a free hand sanitizer pen with every order using promo code PEN. That's gopestfree.com, promo code P-E-N. gopestfree.com, promo code PEN. Don't spray and regret, plug in and forget. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show. On AM 1250, The Answer. Uh, I should mention before we go into the segment here that uh, both Joe, all, uh, all of uh, these three people, Biden, Pelosi, and Schumer, have all said that um, Cuomo should resign. So i got to believe he's done. But anyway, I, I won't be surprised if he tries to stick in there for a while. Meanwhile, His Excellency Tom Wolfe uh, has been laying low lately. Do you miss those uh, daily COVID briefings with his Aunt Rachel? But... He's still the governor, and he's still a tax-and-spend Democrat. He has a transportation plan that Republicans are saying is highway robbery. Uh, Nathan Benefield is the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation. He keeps his eye on stuff like this, and he joins us now. Nate, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, thanks for having me. So uh, let's start with my favorite. That's the uh, the $0.08 per mile mileage tax. How would that work? 
Well, I mean, the idea here, um, I guess, is, um, you know, I think they took an idea of like, hey, as we're moving away from, um, you know, the gas tax that a lot of vehicles, you know, electric vehicles and things, um, you know, aren't, you know, obviously don't use gasoline. And the idea being like, hey, we should have users pay for the roads they're using. Um, Kind of moving away from just charging a gas tax to a mileage so that electric vehicles and everything else pays for the roads they're using. Um, But they're taking that to not just, hey, let's try and make sure people are paying for what they use, but let's also just come up with billions of more revenue to, to spend uh, and it's not a simply a let's shift to something that's more uh, more logical and, and more fair but also gets generates a whole lot more money from from pennsylvania drivers money that they can waste on things that they've wasted on before and that don't work mostly um of course right yeah and this is you know this is I mean, part of the biggest issue we have with the sport that came out was um the commission that was put together they call it the transportation revenue uh, commission, um, they were banned from looking at cost savings or prioritizing or, um, you know, not charging drivers to subsidize mass transit, but only ways to come up with more revenue to spend. And that was, you know, that was the mission. And, uh, obviously what they did was let's tax everything and toll everything. And then there's a, uh, also as part of it is a $1 per package fee for companies like Amazon, FedEx, and UPS. Um, yeah, uh, they're already paying, I mean, I'm going to guess that they're already paying the gasoline tax if they're buying gasoline in Pennsylvania right now. They're already paying the tolls that everybody else pays, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, are higher for big trucks. Um, and uh, so what's how's that? I mean, uh, what, what happens with that? Well, that what, is that something that could be uh, that the legislature would go for? I, I don't think the legislature would go for it. I think it was, you know this kind of crazy, like, hey, let's throw everything uh, everything at them, every possible way of generating more more money, including basically a tax on everything you have shipped to you. Uh, even though, as you mentioned, like, yeah, those trucks, they're, they're paying, you know, the state taxes, the gasoline taxes, or the diesel tax. Um, they're paying the tolls, the higher tolls. Like, they're paying for the roads they use. This is simply just a, a revenue grab by, by taxing every, every person for, for shopping online and getting stuff delivered. And of course, it's the, the the same principle that applies all the time to stuff like this. If you tax companies, then they're going to raise their prices, and, and everybody's going to just pay more for the products. A uh, dollar per package isn't going to be that big a deal for maybe for individual people, but um, uh, it could. Other companies who have to 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 pay that are going to pass that along to the to the uh, consumer. Yeah, absolutely. When you talk about companies paying for things that are shipped to their their business, and then they pass it along with higher prices, uh, and it's one of these things. A lot of times, taxes are trying to be done in a, a very hidden way. That you know, you say, hey, a dollar per per package, a dollar for delivery doesn't seem like much. One dollar per package, but when you add it all up, it is a lot, and it is you know a tremendous tax increase that's going to hurt uh, hurt families and, and hit their their bottom line. And uh, a lot of it will be hidden in you know piece a piece at a time. Yeah, if it's if it's a ten dollar uh, package, it's gonna that's a ten percent increase, right? Right, absolutely. Uh, yeah, it's not even based on the size. Yeah, yeah. And so the you know UPS and FedEx, that's ten percent more that uh, they're going to have to give to the government, and they're going to charge me ten percent for delivering it, right? Yeah, it's going to be just kind of buried in buried in the price. So you know you'll pay it every time, and then. Uh, End of the year, you know, however many, you know, I, I buy quite a bit from online that gets shipped to my house, and uh, I know that a lot of people do. That's going to add up. The, and then, as you mentioned, small businesses that are getting their shipments, they're just going to, uh, how are they going to afford it? They're going to raise their prices on, on their goods and services. So it, it, it hits, you, hits you twice. Yeah, and, it's, and, and, if, and if they're not getting a dollar per package, every, every company that, uh, every, every truck that comes through Pennsylvania is uh, whatever it's carrying is going to the, the whatever they however much they raise the the fees for them that's how much more we're all going to pay for everything that's delivered in Pennsylvania correct oh ab- absolutely yeah it's going to cost Pennsylvania more and and uh, you know a lot of these things they've never thought about the unintended consequences like uh, you know hey set up a uh, a, uh, a drop locker in, in Maryland to avoid avoid paying that tax uh, and go pick up your pick up your stuff. Um, would work pretty well for those on on the border 
uh, of other states and driving, uh, basically driving commerce away. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then here's the best part. Um, this is the, the plan, as you said, is to get rid of the gasoline tax. But they they use the words phasing out. And those are weasel words. When the government talks about phasing out a tax, does anybody really believe that uh, they really want to eliminate that tax? Uh, that uh, that uh, they would actually do it, kind of like the the uh, the Johnstown flood tax. Yeah, the temp the temporary Johnstown flood tax, and uh, that has been continued for for forever. Um, I mean, it is kind of the thing where there's uh, when we've seen these things before, when temporary tax increase for. Uh, or a temporary uh, tax re- reduction or phase out, like temporary tax increases are always become permanent, and the phase outs always uh, take take longer or, or never happen at all. Yeah, and uh, I don't I don't believe. Well, and here's the thing: it's it, the, even even though they if they do phase them out, it's going to take five years. They have it could be. The plan is right. They, they they raise all these fees and 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 uh, and the taxes and the mileage, uh, you know, a mileage tax and all that, and the gas tax stays in place for five years. Yeah, but to raise raise taxes now, we'll promise to cut them later. Uh, even though we don't, you know, no one's going to hold us accountable if, for for that future thing. And we've seen that before many times. You know, you point to the uh, a lot of businesses know the capital stock and franchise tax. Uh, they passed a thing to phase that out a long time ago, but uh, it was supposed to be phased out in 10 years. ended up taking close to 20 um, because they said, hey, we need to keep the money this year. This isn't, this isn't the right time. Um, that's probably what you see in this as well, if it, if it happens. Yeah, we're talking to uh, Nathan Benefield. He's the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation. Uh, before we go on here, uh, Nate, tell us a little bit about what you guys do at the Commonwealth Foundation. I know you, this is the kind of stuff that you uh, are, this is what you keep your eye on. Yeah, Commonwealth Foundation, we are a, a state-based um, policy research and advocacy organization. We really follow uh, state gov- Pennsylvania state government, uh, how they're spending their tax dollars, uh, how to protect taxpayers, and how to deliver uh, better better services, better quality, and, and uh, better livelihoods for, for all Pennsylvanians. And I would, be, uh, I would guess that uh, being involved in an organization that you just described there would, uh, in Pennsylvania would keep you pretty busy. Yeah, yeah, well, it's always, you know, uh, being kind of the watchdogs here in, in Harrisburg and our state capital of how uh, how lawmakers or how bureaucrats or how lobbyists uh, are trying to spend uh, spend your tax dollars. Uh, there's always there's always more ideas like this with the transportation funding of, of people coming uh, to it and lobbyists, the groups who benefit from that, saying, hey, we need we need more taxpayer money to, to subsidize what we're doing, and it's so important. Um, so a lot of a lot of lobbyists asking for raising taxes, and unfortunately, uh, while millions of Pennsylvanians will pay more, there, there aren't a, enough people active on our side pushing back against that. I think I saw somewhere, uh, unless I imagined it, I, I, I should have looked it up, I just thought of it now, um, I, I think I saw somewhere a while ago that the Pennsylvania Turnpike is the most expensive toll road in the world. It's not not in the United States, but uh, someone has re- did some uh, um, some uh, research on it, and there is not a road anywhere on the planet that charges you more per mile to drive on it than the Pennsylvania Turnpike, and they want to raise the tolls. Yeah, and they're continuing to raise the tolls year after year. They've gone you know billions of dollars in, into debt as part of this scheme that they put together some some years ago, um, and their latest thing was, hey, well. In the future, we're going to not increase tolls by as much every year as we have been increasing tolls. They'll still go up, but only 3% a year beginning in 2028 instead of 5% a year, yeah. which is That's not, called, not the most encouraging thing you, yeah, in the called, world to think drivers. Yeah, it's called compound interest. <laughs> you just keep raising it. <laughs> uh, and and um, what what does he plan to do with all the money that, that, that he's raising from? I mean, have, have they been specific at all about... Where this money would go, and and how much waste are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, basically they're saying, hey, we we need this much more money to to keep, you know, building, you know, repairing and building highways and bridges. That's that's the most of the money would go to highways and bridges, and then some for kind of the mass transit, what they call multimodal transportation um, funding. But most mostly to say for highways and bridges. Um, but again, like as I mentioned, it is not to consider cost savings. It does not, you know, consider things like 
prevailing wage mandates that make road construction more expensive, <clears throat> or it doesn't consider taking money that right now drivers pay uh, fees and fines uh, that don't go to roads and bridges, but actually go to subsidize mass transit systems that they aren't using. Um, maybe we need to reconsider how we're spending the money and how we're using the money we're paying now before uh, we ask motorists to pay and drivers to pay a lot more. Right, and... and um uh, <laughs> what about the toll bridges? I mean, does anybody know which bridges which which bridges will be tolled? T O L L E D. I mean, they did release a list of about ten or twelve bridges that they are uh, proposing tolling uh, under. Uh, uh, you know, the administration has proposed tolling. I know the lawmakers have pushed back on 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 those specific ones, um, but there is a list, yeah, that of bridges that they they wanted to start start tolling in the next uh, next few years. And who gets to decide how much the tolls will be? Uh, that I mean, right now it's set up to be kind of basically the the administration uh, setting setting that up and uh, contracting them with the private. It'll be a you know private operator tolling. If I think it's the uh, administration setting a, a toll rate on on that. Yeah, the governor gets to do it. And um, what's interesting, here, Nate, is that he's going to be out of office when all this takes effect. Correct. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, he would be, uh, you know, do it now and then uh, you'll you'll pay after he's he's out of office. But he doesn't have to suffer the the consequences of the taxes going up. No, he'll he would be. I mean, he's a lame duck now, and yep. I think uh, you know wants you know it's kind of you know a lot of questions have about hey, what does he just want to have his kind of legacy? Here's my legacy. Here's what I did mm-hmm. without having to actually uh, face the consequences. We're talking to Nathan Benefield. He's the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation. And uh, get ready for, well, I don't know if it's going to happen, but Governor Wolf is uh, looking at ways to tax you more and raise fees, which is also a tax, uh, uh, and make it more expensive for you to uh, travel on Pennsylvania roads. What do you think the chances are of this thing, uh, 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 put it this way, how much of this has a chance of becoming reality? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, certainly in totality, it has, has, has no chance. It's already been panned as, as being ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and, I, I, you know, could some of it pass? Maybe. And that's, you know, I think that this commission kind of came together and said, hey, we need $8 billion, which is just a ridiculous number, you know, doubling, uh, more than doubling what we're spending on, on transportation now. Uh, but maybe trying to get some some pieces of, uh, you know, uh, fees, uh, maybe mileage charges on electric vehicles something like that some uh, some pieces of it probably do have some chance i think uh, as a whole it's, it's way too large and it's not going going anywhere well i before i let you go i have about a minute and a half left i want to ask you about school choice uh you had someone uh from your organization jennifer stefano um yeah she wrote a piece at the federalist about a month ago uh talking about how uh, she might pull her kids from public schools this fall for teaching them racism um I, I've been com- kind of critical of the, of the Republicans here because I think they talk a much better game than they walk when it comes to school choice. Are they going to are they going to walk the walk this time? Yeah, I mean, I, I think there uh, is. I think you're right to be discouraged on how, on how little has been done. Uh, even though there was, you know, a decent expansion of of tax credit scholarships in the state budget, uh, there's so much more to be done to give empower parents to take the money and, and go. Uh, find the best school for their kids. There's so much more need, uh, so much more needs to be done. Uh, and a lot of parents are fed up with what the public schools are doing and uh, the agenda the unions are driving in their public school. Uh, give parents the money, let them follow their, take, uh, follow their child to the best school for them. Uh, and we need to do a lot more legislatively to empower that uh, and give put parents in charge. Has there ever been a better time to do it? With what's going no, on? No, now's the time. This is yeah. This you see what's going on in in schools today, and see. I mean, the union agenda was basically like, hey, we want to push critical race theory in all uh, in all schools. Like, hey, it, it, we shouldn't have this one size fits all. We should be putting parents in charge. And uh, now there's there's so much more demand for that. So many parents speaking out. Uh, now is the time to do it. Hey, Nate, I'm out of time. I appreciate you coming on to uh, talk about this ridiculous idea proposed by the governor. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, that's Nate Benefield. He's the vice president of the Commonwealth Foundation, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. An investigation has found that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women 
inside and outside state government. New York Attorney General Letitia James made the announcement Tuesday. The independent investigation has concluded that Governor Andrew Cuomo sexually harassed multiple women and in doing so violated federal and state law. June Kim, one of the lawyers leading the investigation, says there were 11 women sexually harassed by the governor. One of them was on his security detail. Some suffered through unwanted touching and grabbing of their most intimate body parts. Investigators spoke with 179 people, including the governor, who they say acknowledged some of the interactions, but has publicly denied any sexual harassment. That's correspondent Julie Walker. This is SRN News. Let's be boring and do a commercial about cash out refinances. It's Ryan, and our mortgage team will often have a listener say, I think I understand what a cash out refinance is, but can't that be bad for you sometimes? So let's hit on that. As with anything, it's certainly not the right move for everyone. If we don't have to, we don't want to add a bunch of years onto our loan or increase our monthly payment too much or pay more in the long run. But because home values have skyrocketed so far up the last few years, while rates have come so far down, we've seen many scenarios where listeners today can pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in their home while lowering the years on the overall loan, while lowering their monthly payment, and lowering how much they ultimately pay. The key is to just look at the whole picture and be honest with yourself about your situation. If you're looking for someone to show you your options, we are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Meadow Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage maker. For all licensing information, go to AnimalistConsumerAccess.org. Corporate Animalist number 1330. Equal housing lender. I license in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, or Utah. With attacks on all fronts, conservatives in America are now regrouping and reinventing themselves. How can the right reclaim its image and reputation and move forward? Find out on Rebuilding the Right, hosted by Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Discover innovative ways conservatives can put their best foot forward to reclaim America and get back to business. Join Dr. Sebastian Gorka for Rebuilding the Right. Afternoons at 3, right before John Steigerwald at 5 on AM 1250. The answer. Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future performance. Traders, listen up. As life in America starts to return to normal, are you looking for the best trading opportunities? With the current real estate market, the rise of crypto, and the volatility of tech stocks, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text the word money to 813-813 to learn how our technology analyzes over 1 million data points per day. Text the word money to 813-813 so you can learn how to predict market trends up to three days in advance with incredible accuracy. Whether you're trading stocks, options, forex, futures, or crypto, Vantage Point's patented artificial intelligence can give you a massive edge. Text MONEY to 813-813 to find out how to maximize your gains. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 to learn how to use the volatility to your advantage. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to 813-813 now. By texting in, you consent to receive calls, voice, and text messages using automated technology regarding offers by or on behalf of Vantage Point. Dan owed an unbelievable amount of money to the IRS. I got behind on my taxes. It's a horrible feeling. Dan turned to Optima Tax Relief, the leading tax resolution firm who put his problems to rest. They got the job done, and life is good. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Stop worrying. Make the call now. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. For details, visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. WPGP Pittsburgh. W- CS Pittsburgh. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Plenty of solid delays on the parkway east inbound. Close to an extra 15 minutes. Forbes Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound also backed up from Oakland to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Your delay there about 10 minutes. Parkway West heavy inbound. Carnegie to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. And outbound Banksville Road to Carnegie. Construction continuing. Grant Avenue and Etna area between Crescent Street and Mount Royal Boulevard. That's scheduled till 7 p.m. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer, Weather. We'll see a thunderstorm around this evening, otherwise mostly cloudy skies tonight. We'll reach a low of 62. It'll be pleasant tomorrow with sun and clouds. A great day to be outside. Tomorrow's high, 81. 
Tomorrow night, mostly cloudy skies with a low of 62. Thursday, times of clouds and sun will reach a high Thursday of 83. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, a man who thinks he's a woman and was allowed to compete against women in weightlifting, powerlifting at the Olympics flamed out yesterday and uh, he's not going to get a medal. And that has some people saying that it proves that allowing men to compete against women just isn't that big a deal. Cynthia Montatillon of the uh, Independent Women's Forum doesn't want to hear that. She's a Team USA World Masters track athlete and she joins us now. Cynthia, thanks for being here. Aloha. Thank you for having me on. I come from Maui, so. Wow. Is that where you are now? <laughs> I actually am still on the East Coast after uh. my daughter and I's visit to the Capitol uh, last week, but uh, headed back there soon. Okay. So uh, not, mm-hmm. not only did you have to compete against a man, but so did your daughter. What was your experience with it? And then we'll talk about what your daughter had to deal with. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, uh, you know, we're speaking out because, I mean, look, a mother and a daughter have now experienced this. Um, and uh, people say that it's not happening. The media will tell you that this is not a big deal because it just doesn't even really happen. So my story is that in 2018, in one of my world championship races, I run the 400 normally, but uh, I also run the 200 sometimes. And this was in my 200 race. I lined up against a, a very uh, large structured biological male identifying as a female and I started to raise questions as to the fairness of this issue and I was told very quickly that perhaps for my own safety I should keep my mouth shut. Uh, Well as you can see three years later I'm still not keeping my mouth shut because this is not okay. Uh, We really need to raise awareness to this that when it comes down to it when you have comparably gifted and trained athletes the uh you know, the male-bodied athlete will always win. Now, in my case, I actually won my race. So some might say, well, you know, actually, first I was accused of being a sore loser, to which I replied, I'm sorry you didn't get the memo, but I didn't lose. So I'm not after revenge. I have no bone to pick. Uh, So, uh, you know, they like to have the argument both ways, the opposing side, but they can't. So um, they'll say, okay, well, then that means this isn't an issue. But, you know, six months later, with more training and in a shorter race, this person's about, I think, about 6'3". So in a shorter race over hurdles, indoor at the indoor world championships this individual beat my teammate for a spot on the podium now you would say okay well it doesn't matter maybe i squeezed out a win in a few tenths of a second for my race but then they came back and trained harder and you know uh and won another won a medal where a biological woman in my opinion should have had that uh opportunity so the bottom line is that all of these opportunities are going to keep getting taken away these awards accolades scholarships for our girls and now with the NCAA ruling saying that athletes have to be compensated even more is at stake for our girls so I don't just choose to speak up for myself I choose to speak up for my team team USA teammates and also you know girls like my daughter now it's interesting uh, you mentioned uh, I hadn't thought about that the fact that athletes can now be compensated for their likeness and image and mm-hmm. the football players are doing it already. They're already cashing in. Basketball players will be. Uh, so yeah. a, a famous transgender uh, man, a man running against women and making a lot of headlines, could actually uh, be somebody that sponsors would be attracted to, uh, and they would and, and, be, and this person would be portrayed as a hero. Of course, I can see Nike yeah, doing some listen, really nice ads with him. Right, exactly. Uh, And let's not be naive and think that no one will take advantage of this. I mean, this is now, you know, this is money, you know, so people will find a way to take advantage of it. Um, And I think that this is already happening. Um, Right yesterday, uh, Gabby Thomas lost the 200 meters. She came in third, uh, third place medal. She should have come in second, in my opinion, because there was a Namibian sprinter that did not qualify to be uh, a female for the 400 meters, but was allowed to run as a female in the 200 meters. Now, I think the Olympic Committee needs to get its act together and uh, not let male-bodied athletes compete in female sports. Now, wait a minute. So this this person was deemed not uh, qualified 
to run a- did not meet qual- yeah did, did did not meet qualifications to be considered female is how it was put yeah but in but, the four hundred but how what what did he did he get an operation between the four hundred and the two hundred I mean what, <laughs> how did he become yeah, a female so this, this is what I'm talking about with uh, I believe that individuals would take advantage of it there it, it's a uh, People will say, well, it's a female just with high testosterone. But what happens is these males are presenting themselves as, as females. They still have XY chromosomes, but maybe they have uh, undescended testes or something like this, which gives them uh, an opportunity to run as a female, but they're still male. They still are above the threshold of testosterone to be considered female. So the International Olympic Committee has decided that for some reason, the 400 and the 800 is off, and the 1500 is off limits for these people. But the um, 100 and 200 is okay, and the 3000 is okay. Now, Castor Semenya tried for the 3000 and didn't make it. Uh, but these, actually, I think there, there are two to two or three um, of these athletes in the Olympics, and they won't talk about it. That's the other thing. They won't say, as they're announcing, that even that this individual was denied to be a female, you know, they were not a female for the 400, they will just skip right over it because they know that this devalues the Olympic Games. And this is what's happening with the transgender athletes as well. When you allow biological males to compete in the female category, you're really devaluing the sport as a whole. Mm-hmm. And um, what, what's the point? You know, my, and that's what's happened with my daughter. Her, her teammates have said, what's the point of me even running track anymore? Yeah, what, what specifically happened with your daughter? What was her situation? Yeah, so she had uh, she's uh, in ni- she was in ninth grade last year. Before COVID hit, we had one track meet on Maui. Um, so she, her very very first high school race, she's been actually training since she's eleven because she got me in, into running again. She inspired me to begin running after age forty, after twenty years of not running. Um, she uh, had her very first high school race, and it turned out in her race was a biological male identifying as female. This individual had played volleyball for the boys' team and had switched to the girls' team right before track season and um, actually injured someone with a powerful spike during that time and then had decided to run track. So they had just tried out track for about two weeks before the race and was about 50 meters ahead of everybody else in the race. Um, My daughter came in second. And, of course, you know, again, she chose to speak up as well and not because uh, she harbors any kind of ill feelings. She's a very compassionate girl. If you hear her speak, you can hear the sincerity of her compassion in her voice. But she speaks up because she believes in standing up for women across the nation. She believes in Patsy Mink, who's from Maui. She went to Maui High School. Patsy Mink was the founder of Title IX, the document that allowed females to have equal opportunity for scholarships and things like this. But, well, the current administration has basically erased Title IX. They've said now that biological males identifying as females fall under the category of female under Title IX. So now we have the erasure of Title IX as well. So this is why she also chooses to speak up. Well, um, I know you're being you're being nice, and I don't know if it's because you're you're just being. <laughs> You know, politically correct, but you're referring to them as biological males. They're just they're men. They're men. They're they're right. they're, they're well, males. I'll, I'll tell you that that is also not uh, like you know that's not acceptable these days to even refer to them as biological males identifying as females. Right. Like that's not acceptable these days. But we we speak the language that we uh, you know basically we speak that language. I don't use the term cisgender which is how no, the God. transgender never, individual, no. I don't use that. We'll you know, we, we are, yeah, no, of course not. And they are, we say male bodied athletes, mm-hmm. like one of our, one of our, um, uh, friends that spoke with us at Capitol Hill, Inga Thompson, she's a three time Olympian cyclist. She said, why can't we just have a category for female bodied athletes? Why can't female bodied athletes have their own opportunities and just create an open category? And if you're a, a biological woman and you want to compete with a transgender athlete, then by all means go in that category. But, you know, maybe have this separate category for when we have presentation of something like the individual who raced the 200 yesterday um, or something like this where they don't fall under the, you know, the requirements there doesn't create a level playing field. All we're asking for is a level playing field so that we can have the opportunities for the scholarships and the, and the NCAA, you know, 
prizes now, basically, um, and all of the sponsorships that go along with it. What We fought so hard and so long to have these opportunities, and now they're being taken away again. How about if we just come up with uh, this for a solution? How about if we never refer to somebody as bodied? Like, you're not female-bodied or male-bodied. I know you have to do it, but I ain't doing it, okay? Uh, okay. It's just too, right. it's too stupid for me. The stupidity um, about this is, is just mind-numbing. It's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. uh, just yesterday, the uh, I think I saw the American Medical Association. I don't know if you saw this. Uh, this will not make you feel good. Uh, they will not be. They will not be teaching. Their, they don't think that medical students should be taught that. Uh, I don't know how they put it. I'm, uh, that that there's that there's really uh, that that sex is are different. That oh, they're, 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 the American Medical Association is signing on to all the stupidity. I guess is the best way to put it. I wish I had it in front of me. I'd read it for you. Um, so mm-hmm. well, 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 you know, common sense tells us yeah. that there is a difference. And we do have the science to back it up, which five years ago, the opposition said, oh, the science says that gender is fluid and this and that. And then now we have the science that concretely says even after hormone treatment and gender reassignment surgery, males still have an advantage over females, which common sense tells us. But we have the science. And now conveniently they're saying, well, we should go back feelings, not the science. So the fact that the American Medical Association is also disregarding the science is, uh, you know, theatrics and a circus. Well, I'm a, I covered sports for uh, over 40 years. I, I started, I'm, I'm doing this show now, which is not specifically a sports show, but this is a sports question, and these are the kind of sports mm-hmm. issues I like to deal with more than the X's and O's, you know, and stuff like that now, but... Um, so I, I've, been, I, I've, I've been around sports all my life. Nobody... Who's being honest? No one who knows anything about sports, no one thinks that this makes sense. No one. No, they'll agree. say they do. I agree. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, I, I mean, I was around a lot of people from uh, you know NFL players down to little leaguers, and and no one who knows anything about what sports are about believes this. They don't. They, mm-hmm. They'll say they do. They don't. And that, so that's the problem. They're willing to actually say with a straight face that they don't see a difference. You know, it's just insane. Yeah, yeah. We were told um, we had a really great visit. Uh, Independent Women's Forum uh, hosted us uh, going around to Congress. We met with many senators and many congressmen and women. Uh, we had a really warm reception last week. And uh, we were told basically that they uh, really feel per- that personally Democrats uh, who have children who are athletes and were athletes themselves, they do feel the same way, uh, that, you know, that basically that they know there's a difference and they know that females are suffering in sports, but they will not budge on voting along party lines. That's what we were told in that they're trying to now appeal to the female Democrats at least to, you know, stand up for females. Uh, so I really was really happy with uh, Senator Joni Ernst. She was on Fox and Friends with my daughter on Sunday morning, and she really made an appeal to Hey, like step up to the plate to the to the female Democrats and protect your daughters and and uh, and granddaughters. That's what that's what makes it more aggravating uh, is that you know that they know, mm-hmm. and you know that they know you know they know, and they still <laughs> will look you in the face and say that they don't think that they disagree with you. There's no way they disagree with you. Uh, Cynthia, not one bit that they disagree with anything you're saying, because uh, uh, no sane human being would. But it's actually gotten to the point where you're not allowed to look at what you're seeing and say what you see. You, you can't. Yeah, that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. And my daughter and I are not playing into that. My daughter's not on social media. She doesn't even have a phone. She's probably the only 16-year-old without a phone. She said, I'm better off without it. If you could grow up without one, I can too. Wow. So, uh, she's, she's actually not subjected to any of that. She doesn't have to worry about any of that nonsense. And she just really firmly believes that she's part of making history right now. And mm-hmm. she knows, the thing, just like you said, her friends come from all different types of backgrounds, and everyone agrees that this is not okay, that we need to protect women in sports and have a level playing field. We're talking to Cynthia Monteleone of the Independent Women's Forum. She's also a uh, USA World Masters track athlete. Uh, and I, 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 I have a couple of minutes left here, 
And I have to run sure. this by you because I, I, I talk about this subject a lot because it really annoys me. Um, but my solution, I've written a column about this. My solution is would be this. When your daughter shows up at a track meet, or if you show up at a track meet, and a man shows up and strides up to the, to the starting line, you walk away. And you let everybody know that if any man shows up to run against us, he's going to run by himself because there's not going to be a track meet. And that hey, ends I'm it. right there with you. That ends I, it. And it. Cynthia, that yeah, ends it. This, and, this means more to me than any medal I could ever win. That's and right. So I am fine with giving. I'm a little. I'm actually one step ahead of that where I'm a little frustrated with the policies of USA Track and Field right now yeah. and the politics that they're playing. And so I am not really keen. I, I uh, skipped the national championships this year, which happened a couple weeks ago. Um, I already decided I didn't really want to be a part of it. Um, and good thing because a week before the meet, they uh, re- were requiring scarlet letter, I like to call them uh, wristbands for mm-hmm. vaccinated, got uh, to wear green, got to wear green wristbands. Yeah. And then unvaccinated had to wear red wristbands and, and a mask. And yeah. so I yeah. raised hell about that. I said, you can't, you can't do that to people and, you know, make them. Do it. So anyway, they actually ended up changing the policy like a couple of days before the meet, but I, I still didn't go to the meet. I'm just a little frustrated with the policy. So I'm happy to not race against the biological male ever again. <laughs> yeah, but but see, here's the thing, uh, and I'm a seri- 100% serious about this, Cynthia. Uh, I wish more women would, would take that attitude. And here, here's what I would do. if Being a guy and being a sports guy and someone who knows something about sports, been around it all my life, here's what I would do if I were a, a women's track coach and I were a man or a woman, and I found out that the team that we're supposed to be competing against next week has a, a male running for them. I'd, uh, I'll let the coach know there's not going to be a track meet if that kid's in the if that kid's running. We, we're not running, and then I would try to organize at the state at, at a stadium down the street. I'd say, listen, uh, girls, come on over. We're going to have a race. It may not be official, but you can you can see who's mm-hmm. the best, and this kid can go race by himself because he's ain't, right. ain't racing. So, Could that ever happen? Um, Unfortunately, under the current administration, that could have happened last year under the DIA Department of Justice, but uh, in their statement regarding Title IX. But this year, with the current administration uh, coming out with their statement on Title IX, you would get sued uh, for discrimination. Absolutely. I don't think unfortunately he, for not showing up. How can you get sued? Yeah, I, I quit. If it was a public school, if it was a public school, uh, if you were a coach and saying, oh, coach, you saying that, team, yeah. yeah, if you yeah. were taking your whole team out, right. you couldn't do that. Yeah. yeah. Well. And so as an individual, you could choose not to show up or you could choose to show up and then walk off the track. I think that would make another statement. It'd be great. Um, to- you know, a better statement than just not showing up because, you know, ultimately the girls are going to suffer. And we already see girls not going out for sports because they think it what's the point. You know, if I'm not going to have a chance for victory and I'm not going to, eventually I'm going to be replaced, then I'm just not even going to go. And then they're losing all the valuable lessons that come with sports. It makes a joke of sports. Cynthia, I'm out of time. Keep up the good work. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Mahalo and aloha. Uh, Same to you. Cynthia Monteleone (laughs) of the Independent Women's Forum. We'll be right back. summer, we all want to reconnect with friends and family, and the team at Legacy Box can help you make the most of your time together by enabling you to revisit classic memories while creating new ones. Legacy Box is an affordable way to have footage of family trips, weddings, and other milestones trapped on home movies and photos safely stored on a thumb drive, DVD, or the cloud. The process is remarkably simple. Just follow the guide from Legacy Box's all-inclusive kit, and their experienced team will create digital copies of your videotapes, film reels, and photos. Soon you'll have everything saved on the format of your choice, along with your originals. Imagine highlights from the past, digitally preserved and always ready to share, whether you're telling stories on the porch, relaxing by the pool, or gathering for a barbecue. Even better, Legacy Box is offering 50% off this week. Visit LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to take advantage of this limited time offer and ensure your past is always within reach. That's LegacyBox.com slash LBOX to save 50%. 
LegacyBox.com slash LBOX. This is John Stoggerwald. You know, I used to think that all towels are pretty much the same, but I found out with my pillow towels, that's not the case. Towels just don't seem to dry anymore. They feel soft and lotiony in the stores, but you get them home and they don't absorb. Well, Mike Lindell at MyPillow found out that around 2006, towels changed forever. They started importing them and adding softeners and other things to the cotton that made them feel good, but they didn't work. He found the best towel company right here in the USA, and they have proprietary technology to create towels towels that feel soft but actually work. They're all made with USA cotton. They come with the MyPillow 60-day money-back guarantee. You can get a six-piece set, two bath, two hand towels, and two washcloths made with USA cotton, soft and absorbent, regularly $109.99, now $39.99. Just go to MyPillow.com, click on the new radio listener specials, get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the towels. Enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087 for these great radio specials. Sun's out and shades are in. Get your home summer ready with custom window treatments from Blinds.com. Get a high-end look without the high-end price on our most popular outdoor shades and transform your backyard into the perfect weekend oasis with light-filtering shades that help block UV rays without obstructing your view. Plus, right now, we're offering up to 35% off everything, making it a breeze to upgrade any room in your home, indoors or out. With over 25 million blinds sold and 35,000 five-star reviews, there's a reason why Blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window treatments in the world. Whether you do it yourself or have them handle the install from start to finish, Blinds.com makes ordering custom window treatments online easy with free shipping and a 100% guaranteed perfect fit. Sunshine and barbecues are in the forecast. Upgrade your backyard and window treatments with Blinds.com today and enjoy your new view all summer long. Visit Blinds.com today to shop up to 35% off site-wide. That's Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. Well, I got about a minute and a half left, and uh, Mike on the other side of the glass there just reminded me about a story yesterday that uh, I didn't get to today about uh, our favorite, uh, well, our big um, supermarket chain here, whose name I won't mention, but it's uh, named after a really giant bird, uh, has said that, uh, first of all, the story came out that masks would be required in the store, and then... They kind of backtracked on that, or either that or the, the people who released the story got it wrong. But anyway, they said that's going to be strongly recommended, but all the employees will be wearing masks. And they're highly rec- highly recommending that uh, you wear a mask if you go in there. Well, uh, I'm going to be uh, not doing that. I will not. Uh, I, I, if I go in there, I won't wear a mask. But if they require it, I won't go in there. I'll, and I hope that I can go to that other supermarket chain that begins with the word shop. And and save myself uh, from having to uh, wear a mask because that's what everybody should do. It has to stop somewhere. Stop the insanity. I'm begging you. <laughs> I can't believe we're still talking about this. And I'm probably going to be talking about it tomorrow. And I hope you're listening. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.